Otherwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the process of spring. Now that spring is officially here, I am reminded that the spring equinox is merely a mathematical calculation, which identifies the exact moment when the length of night and the length of day are equal. This is a very fleeting moment, however, because at this time of year, day length is increasing rapidly, so rapidly, in fact, that we are gaining three to four minutes of daylight each day. Although we can know scientifically when spring has officially arrived, we may not be able to actually experience that exact moment. But this is not important, really, because spring is a process, not an event. Even our ancestors viewed spring as a process to be marked by growing awareness. As certain plants began to bloom, certain animals came out of hibernation, and certain birds returned and began to sing. Over the years, I've been keeping track of the process of spring as it unfolds here in my woods. I start becoming aware of the possibility of spring in February when the chickadees, who have been here all winter, began singing their territorial songs, preparing for the mating season to come. By the end of February, there is a notable increase in the amount of daylight and in the quality of the sunlight. Also, the pussy willows are beginning to bloom. I discovered this one day many years ago as I was out snowshoeing and happened upon a brook at the edge of the meadow. There, hard to spot against the snow, was a stand of pussy willows, their soft grayish buds opening up beside the ice-covered brook. By early March, the red-winged blackbirds arrive, perching on the dried goldenrod stalks, scouting for seeds in the bare patches in the meadow left by the melting snow. They sing Fogarty and flash their bright orange epaulets. Many consider the robin to be the harbinger of spring, but some robins have been here all winter, sheltering in the woods. When spring begins to melt the snow on lawns and meadows, the robins leave the woods, and others return from southern regions and begin flocking in great numbers, making them much more noticeable than the red-winged blackbirds. Besides the birds, the trees and plants also begin waking up. The sap starts to flow, and we can tap the maples and birch to make syrup. And all of this and much more has been happening before the astronomical start of spring. The yellow coltsfoot flowers begin to bloom along the stream edge, even if there is still shell ice on the water. The coltsfoot is soon followed by the pale yellow lily-like flowers of the wild oats, the brighter yellow clintonia, the deep red wake robin, and the delicate white Canada mayflower that whitens the forest floor instead of snow. Soon the red maples bloom and drop their scarlet flowers onto the drifts of snow that have not yet melted. And then one evening the peepers begin to sing on the edges of the vernal pools. Before long the hermit thrush returns, singing its haunting song. And all of this happens before that pale green haze settles over the hills and fields, announcing that spring is undeniably here. And where among all of this awakening is the equinox, the official start of spring? Given all that has already happened out there in the woods and meadows, 
Does it really matter? The earth and her creatures are awakening anyway, regardless of what the calendar says. And even we humans can sense that spring is arriving as we ourselves awaken to the process of spring. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley. <laughs>